0: If being wrong's a crime, I'm serving forever. Being strong and kind, I need help here with this feather. If being afraid is a crime, we hang side by side at the swinging party down the line. Oh, yeah. Hit the theme music. I have no idea. Whatever the singer is from The Replacements, I have no idea what Paul they sound Paul
1: Westerberg.
0: Like. Yeah, I don't know how that person sings. I don't know what The Replacements sound he like.
1: He sings exactly like Lord.
0: Uh, okay, exactly like her?
1: Yes. What is, how does Lord sound? <laughs> Lord sounds like Randy Marsh. Huh? Lord sounds like Randy Marsh. <laughs> Welcome, dear listener readers. <laughs> Hello, everyone. To
0: Slow Readers. Your
1: weekly fast-paced literature podcast. Brought
0: to you by Top Radio. Here,
1: the conversation's always on books. It's always on reading. It's always on words on the page. It's
0: always on the short fiction.
1: It's always on long-form fiction. It's
0: always on anthologies.
1: It's always on rejecting your award.
0: It's always on uh, uh, not really understanding what the replacements are.
1: That's fine too. I mean, what, most people don't.
0: When were they big? Eighties. 80s. Eighties. 80s? Mm-hmm. All right, that's it. Pretty much. Like, they, were they like around? They could put out a couple albums and then like, like yeah, blew they, their know, brains out or something.
1: Well, yeah, they were a highly self-destructive band. Um, they would like they were basically huh. incapable of performing live because they just get shit-faced drunk and perform. That's that's And unique. then uh, one of their guitarists um uh, died, and then they just kind of like petered out. Plus, Paul Westerberg is one of the most like like. What's the word I'm looking for? Asshole. Dickish yeah. <laughs> um, lead singers in history of music. Nice. great writer.
0: Nice. Yeah, they're from Minneapolis. Uh, Minneapolis. Oh, they got to they got packed together for twenty twelve and twenty fifteen because someone needed heroin money.
1: Probably. All right. I missed those shows and I knew they weren't gonna last. Gabriel, who and what are you? Hello, everyone. My name is Gabe Mara. I'm a writer. I'm a comedian every now and again. I'm a podcast producer. And if you find the right place at the right time, with the right happy hour, you'll find me tending the bar. Daniel, co-host, who are you?
0: I'm Daniel Gonzalez. Hello, Daniel. An audio producer, editor, writer, and an author of fiction.
1: Writer of fictions.
0: I like that. That sounds better.
1: Sure, that sounds good too.
0: Uh, the note thing was kind of a was, anyway, anyway. yeah. We we know. Yeah, I know. It was. It, it's. It's. It was kind of like a, a fun little gaffe I did.
1: Yeah, we yeah. wanted to bleed you on it.
0: Thank you. Um, and this is our show, Slow Readers. Yeah, where we talk about fiction, long form fiction, short form fiction, also non fiction. Non fiction. I was gonna say graphic
1: novels. Uh,
0: graphic novels.
1: Essays.
0: Uh, that's non-fiction.
1: Oh, you know what we should do actually <laughs> next week? Instead of, because um, Sacred by Dennis Lehane is a long book. We'll see about that. We it's should not that do long. a poetry collection. Gabriel, I have hey, a few. There was that <laughs> copy of uh, of Ruby Carr's Milk and Honey in that in the Larchmont Village Free Library that I should have grabbed.
0: is <laughs> isn't grabbed as in stolen? <laughs> yes. Okay.
1: Well, actually maybe next week since it is St. Saint, um, Saint, Saint Patrick's Day. St. Paddy's Day. It's hey. Valentine's Day. Maybe we should do a collection of Naruto poems. That'd be nice. Neruda, what? Pablo Neruda? Who that? Pablo Neruda? Who that? He is a great writer of love poems.
0: Yeah. Anyway, uh, no, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that off air. Although, honestly, like, Sacred isn't that long. It's like regular novel length and it's yeah. like a short it's like 350 and, yeah, and like a mass paperback print, thing. yeah mass paperback too yeah um what do you call it was a lot longer oh but uh, okay wait hold on let's pump the brakes here okay. for listeners who have no idea what the fuck we're talking about
1: as per usual
0: uh as per usual no we have a subseries, and we're probably going to continue it next week called yeah. uh daniel take my hand yes we're uh we're reading uh one of gabriel's favorite uh series of uh books um, the Kenzie Gennaro, uh, uh, st- uh detective stories yep. as written by Dennis, the hatred lane
1: made most famous probably by the Ben Affleck film, gone, baby gone, which is actually book four in the series.
0: Yes. Uh, and I think we've only done the first two books. The third one is sacred. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we're talking about. Yes. It's the Bible. Now that we've, uh, the Bible, is said a sacred? How dare you? Uh, So now that like everyone knows what the fuck we're talking about. um, No, I'm all good. I'm all I'm I think I think it's it's a reasonable length. It's it's a it's a page turner. It's not it's not very long for a page turner. Mm -hmm. All the page turners I only read recently are all like 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 500 uh, page plus. 500 plate uh, servings. uh, Yeah, plate servings. That's (laughs) That's <laughs> it. so we have a short fiction to talk about. Yes, this is a short reel. story.
1: This is our first episode after we've, we've decided to change our rules on the strand.
0: Yes. Although we will continue it very soon because I shall, cannot wait to read 100 Years of Solitude by uh, Gabriel Garcia Marquez.
1: My namesake. Um, and
0: actually, we're returning. We've actually read a couple stories from this anthology. We uh, have? I really dig this, mainly because it's, we have. it's put together by one of my favorite authors in the world, Joyce Carol Oates. J-Cow! Joyce Carol Oates. She's
1: how so she diligent. runs.
0: Hmm, hmm, hmm. Yep. That crossbones, that's what it was. What is yes. that a reference to? Anyway. um, The Simpsons? Yeah, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Um, But anyway, no. There, so we're, we're returning to this uh, anthology book I have called American Gothic Tales. Edited and with an introduction by George Carroll Oates. This was published in 1996. 1996? It goes through like the history. That's the year we were born. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because we're only 24.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, but no, it goes to the history of like American Gothic fiction, going all the way from like Nathaniel Thoth- Hawthorne. And, yeah, I didn't uh, realize.
1: I opened up the table of contents just out of curiosity to see if I could find any game inspiration, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh shit, this goes all the way back to like Poe and Hawthorne.
0: Yeah, uh, Ur- uh, Washington Irving is the. I'm sorry, no, uh, Charles Brockden Brown, who I have no not idea. That well, that's because he didn't live very long, and he was mainly alive in the uh, 18th century. Um, But yeah, it goes from that uh, all the way through like contemporary times um, and involving uh, such authors as Lisa Tuttle, uh, Catherine Dunn, Nicholas Baker, uh, Bruce McAllister.
1: I know these names. Don't know anything about the fiction. I think McAllister I think it does mystery. Was mm, he yeah. one? Was he one of the kids in the hall? Uh,
0: yeah, exactly. I was. thought so. But it also has like every author in between, including like Raymond Carver, Joyce Carol Oates herself, and Rice, Peter Straub,
1: is Stephen King uh, in there, S-
0: Stevie King, uh, Don DeLillo, Harlan Ellison, E. L. Doctorow. Ur- Ursula K. Le Guin. I was just. I'm honestly like my my eyes are scanning over them and realizing I remember. I know who all these people are. Sylvia Plath is in here. That's pretty cool. Um, and also because we've read we've we've touched a couple stories. We did "Death in the Woods" by Sherwood
1: Anderson. Oh, I was in this collection.
0: Yeah, this is how I read it the first time. Hmm. Um, and uh, uh, uh William Faulkner's uh, "A Rose for Emily," which we did not actually read directly from this. Oh yeah, particular I was one of top-
1: Yeah, I, def- I read that online. What we've done in
0: here. Also, Shirley Jackson.
1: Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, no.
0: Because, like, um, if you actually go back to the end of last week's episode, I think I had this because I think I was gonna s- suggest doing like the Shirley Jackson story or maybe even the H.P. Lovecraft story, but I instead I saw the name Lisa Tuttle, and I was like, you know, that's a name I keep seeing. I don't really know anything about her besides that she works in like, uh, she does genre she works fiction, in fashion, and yeah, she does fashion. She hates Screech. No, do, Is this a reference to? yes uh saved by the bell yes is, she, is there a character named lisa tuttle His name's lisa turtle turtle yes yeah, all right uh i mean i'll, I'll give you credit for that <laughs> it's uh it's it's yeah, okay yep <laughs> but um but no like and randomly i just go lisa tuttle oh let's just do that i mean yeah. just uh, just draw the, bl- draw, Daniel, draw not the blind not to jump
1: ahead i'm very glad you did
0: yeah no i'm very glad i did too um uh, Gabriel, uh speaking of which, did you know anything about Lisa Tuttle before like yes last week? <laughs>
1: Absolutely nothing other than my continuing to joke that just Lark Voorhees. Is what say it again? Lark Voorhees who portrayed Lisa Turtle and saved by the bell. Soon uh, to be rebooted. Soon to be rebooted. Oh fuck. What? I
0: forgot to uh I forgot to. Uh, uh, I was writing down a. Okay, I have it here. That's fine. I was writing down a quote and like stopped halfway through because I probably got distracted. But now I got you
1: it. You distracted.
0: So Gabriel, I also don't really know. At least Tuttle, the name was always familiar. I've yeah, always I've seen, seen it before. Yeah, all the time. And let me tell you why. You going to
1: do a lot of perusing.
0: Let me let me tell you some things about Lisa Tuttle, right? Okay. She's a Texan Lay him on me, man. She's a Texan-born author. However, she's been living in the UK since 1981. Mm-hmm. Or as I wrote down the UKL, which is a typo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm like, what's the UKL? That's interesting.
0: <laughs> the UKL. It's the UK... Is it
1: post-Brexit Britain? UK lesbians. Oh, okay. Like that's... the L
0: word, get it? <laughs> <laughs> um, Primarily writes uh, science fiction and horror, but also writes in fantasy and children's literature. Uh, feminist themes run throughout her fiction, but she also writes about feminist theory. And she's published uh, the Encyclopedia of Feminism in 1986, which was a reference book. Cool. Um, she's also edited several fiction and nonfiction anthologies, and like what have you and whatnot. Um, tablish, uh, Tuttle, sorry, Tuttle published, (laughs) Uh,
1: published, (laughs) published. I
0: really hope she's. I really hope she goes to her recent husband and she's like, "Did you hear the news? I just got (laughs) published."
1: And he just like glares at her like blankly.
0: He's like, he's like, since fucking 1990, when I married you, woman. (laughs) You've made that joke. Every time. All right. So Toddle published uh, children's uh, and young adult uh, fiction under the names Ben M. Baglio, uh, which was the Dolphin Diaries. Hmm. Um, Lucy Daniels. That sounds
1: like something completely made up, like a 30 Rock joke. Dolphin Diaries, yeah. No, I've been writing Ben O'Baglio's Baglio's The Dolphin Diaries. Yeah, I, I, I'm really. Yeah, like, no. Like, it like sounds that's what to Tracy take. Morgan's reading all the time. <laughs>
0: I bet that is. I bet that's actually a reference.
1: Uh-huh. Uh,
0: Lucy Daniels, uh, Laura Waring, and Mar- Maria Palmer. Um, she's won all the awards a lot of like science fiction and fantasy the Locus, uh, authors the
1: hugo the, the nebula
0: well actually no she didn't win the locust man she was nominated for oh, like she was she was nominated for the rc clark and and locust she won the john w campbell award for best new writer she uh, won the nebula award for best short story mm. and also the, which one the bsfa award for short fiction speaking of the nebula award there was a minor controversy when she declined the nebula in 1982 <gasps> on the grounds that another. Author author was uh and this was uh this was unheard of back then uh but it's very common now he um specifically went to like members of like the board who like uh the the was like american science fiction and fantasy writers whatever and was like here's my story which like went against back then what the whole award was about it was more about them reaching out to you and saying you deserve this him he went like he hey check out my story basically he campaigned which is Common now, but back then it was like, it was uncouth. Uh, So she basically like declined that. uh, She declined the award after then. In 2003, she commented that her only regret is that people think of her as the kind of person who turns down awards. (laughs) Uh, But she loves receiving rewards, especially the ones when there's money attached.
1: Hey, that's awesome. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> now, uh, here's the reason why probably I keep saying her name and also probably many other people out there have seen her name as well.
1: Why is that, Dana? Uh Without
0: necessarily knowing anything about her or having read any of her fiction. Um, her first novel, Windhaven, is what's called a fix-up novel, co-authored by George R.R. Martin.
1: I saw that term fix-up novel, yes. and I'm still not quite sure what it is.
0: A fix-up novel is essentially a novel that is put together from previously published material. Okay. Famously, I think uh, Bradbury's Martian Chronicles, for example, oh. is a fix-up story because those were uh, stories that he published separately beforehand that all just like incidentally were involving about specifically Mars that he basically kind of like put together, kind of edited them a little bit and said, it's a novel. Um, Specifically Windhaven, for example, uh, it was actually... It was three novellas that the two, that uh, Tuttle and Martin uh, wrote and published in like, I think what was it? It's 76, 1980, and 1981. Um, And like basically then they just kind of put it together. By the third one, they were like, we put it together and it's a novel, Bonehaven. Righteous. Yeah. uh, And uh, also specifically, like uh, uh, Tuttle was romantically linked to Martin in the early (sighs) 70s. They were a thing. Um, they intended to make Windhaven a series of books, but like eventually they didn't have the time. And then they both kind of grew older and like their writing styles became to kind of like, like very like specifically their thing. And they found it kind of difficult to work together after that. Sure. However, Tuttle and Martin continued to collaborate together with Tuttle publishing uh, or a.k.a. publishing Tublishing. publishing uh short fiction in martin's uh co-edited anthologies such as down these strange streets an urban fantasy collection and rogues a cross-genre collection that sounds pretty awesome it features okay. stories by gillian flynn neil gaiman uh patrick rothfuss and joe arlansdale for starters Sign me the fuck up and specifically it's about just like again it's cross-genre it's just about rogues sweet yeah it sounds pretty awesome it's my I,
1: favorite DD class besides uh, bard
0: uh, hey
1: I like the useless ones.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, whatever. That's a a side note I'm not going to get into. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, side note, speaking of uh, uh, famous dudes, she's fucked.
1: Uh Um,
0: Tuttle was also married to Christopher Priest uh, from 1981 to 1987. Priest is most well known as the author of the novel The Prestige, which was made into a film starring Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale. Mm -hmm. Okay, so replacements. This story.
1: Yes. And also I recall from what I saw, um, maybe I'm just face blind, mm-hmm. but Lisa Tuttle looks a lot like Val from the great British bake show. Now, which one was Val? Uh, the one who would, would like dance and work out.
0: I don't remember her. Wait.
1: Yeah. She's like, she's like older and sweet. And she liked one of my pictures on Instagram.
0: Oh, yeah, no, I remember her. I love Val. She also came across that she wasn't, like, very good at cooking.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but she was just a wonderful presence.
0: (laughs) No, she was really fun, and she was, like, she had this huge energy, and, like, even when she had huge failures, she would be like, you know what? It's all right, because I tried. yeah. And like you loved her, and then she would just like fail. Yeah, again. then she fail again. <laughs> it felt terrible. That's Yeah. Yeah. I think she was, was she the one? No, there was, okay. No, well, that's kind of get like Talk yeah. about the British, but we're going to talk about 30 That'll minutes be our about next British show. British. We're, next week, we're going to do one of their books. Yeah. Actually, mm-hmm. if you want to do that, especially a certain <clears throat> Kim, it, you know, yeah. joy kind of uh, uh, book and whatnot. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was at the Bargain Books bookstore again, too. Oh, you didn't get it? No. I don't have any money.
0: Oh, you could have, but yeah, I could have lent you some.
1: Ah, next time. Okay. I don't do much baking, Daniel. So. Replace, yeah.
0: yeah, I don't do. I don't. I actually yeah. straight up don't do. You I do much more baking. I do than a lot me, more actually. baking than you. But that's <laughs> that's because I don't do baking. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't go out of my way to make myself cupcakes. Yeah. Um. Okay. That's so re- Too little improvisation replacements. Go on. Wildly rep- uh, reprinted and uh, I spilled way. Wildly wrong, I just didn't go back into it. Wildly reprinted and anthologized since its initial publication in 1992. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was adapted in a 1999 uh, Canadian horror anthology TV series called The Hunger. Cool. Which was released in the U.S. on Showtime. Cool. Uh, the first season was hosted by Terrence Stamp. Uh, the, second cool. se- the second season was na- was uh, hosted by some dude by the name of David Bowie. Oh, wow. In fact, thinking about this, uh, the second season narrated what by a, David what Bowie. What an
1: amazing get. How did a Canadian show get David Bowie to host their, well, like anthology?
0: The first episode co-starred David Bowie and was oh. directed by uh, director Tony Scott, who also oh. directed the very first episode, by the way, who directed the movie... The Hunger oh, yes. starring co starring David Bowie. Oh yes. Um I don't know if that's like the initial uh, connection because David Bowie wasn't involved in the first season, but mm. like but Tony Scott was. I don't know. Uh, that's it. Bo- 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 uh, the stories focus on themes of self destruction, obsession, erotic elements, cannibalism, vampirism, sex, and poison. Cool. That's right. Sex was on there twice.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: the pilots for each season were directed by Tony Scott. As I said, and episodes featured uh no real like other actor directors who caught my name. There's like twenty something episodes who per season. Caught your name. I caught my name. Yes. <laughs> no other director names like caught my uh, attention uh, as much as like, it was just Tony Scott. That's the sure. only famous one I noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a real four rooms. Yeah, exa- exactly. There's that one person you're just like, who's that? Like, what is this? Also this movie, this one isn't very good. Yeah. Well, that was really bad. Yeah, not to get into that. Um, but also featured actors such as Curtis Armstrong, Timothy Spall, Lena Hetty, Daniel Craig, Giancarlo Esposito, Brad Dorff, G. Urbana Ribesmi, and Eric Roberts, RIP, among many others.
1: Eric Roberts is dead. Yes. When did that happen?
0: Like, like recently. Um, uh, at the end of last year, there was a. I have the thing from the new Beverly where they were doing like an Eric Roberts, uh, uh retrospective.
1: Mm, I'd forgotten already. Yeah, Sorry, really, Eric.
0: Really sad. Let's watch a uh, uh, Jackie Brown. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> uh. So replacements was episode twelve of season two. Um, it was directed by Bruce M. Smith and starred Andreas Apper Appergise Gis- not Guess, familiar. I don't know. And Stalina Rusik. Maybe. Okay. Uh, both names that don't flow off the tongue. Also, uh, according to my, word, my spelling, my thing, uh, Stalina Rusik is both spelled wrong, even <laughs> though that is how it was spelled. Um, uh, starring as uh, Dr. Stewart and Joan Lang. Um, respectively. Okay. Uh, you can watch all episodes on Amazon prime. Although the replacements episodes, uh, seem, uh, the replacements episode seems not the best received.
1: That's too bad. Yeah. They changed her name to Joan.
0: Joan. Yes. What was her name? Uh, yeah, Jenny, Jenny. Okay. Thank you. Was it Lang as
1: well? Was that I her? don't think so. Okay.
0: I don't think so either. You have the book. Not oh, me. Do I Here we go. Uh, and one last thing about this um so this is on the wikipedia page uh Tuttle basically told an interviewer for a fantastic metropolis that replacements um my first post natal holder holder thank you my first post natal story to deal with in any way with motherhood was replacements written when my daughter was only seven months old make of that what you will
1: i couldn't tell yeah
0: who could who could have told that this was the story about this and Mm -hmm. also um Like I said, she wrote, she had, like, very strong, like, feminist themes, specifically about um, women kind of, like, taking power back in their own hands. That is, like, common theme throughout her stories. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, that is the kind of back history of Lisa Tuttle. Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. There is a story called Replacements. Yeah. Can you tell us what Replacements
1: is about. I sure can. So Replacements is a short story. It is all about a couple for the most part, but mainly the gentleman. His name is Stuart Holder. Mm-hmm. Um, one day, Stuart is walking down the road in London when he encounters a strange little creature in the gutter i I was picturing something like
0: like a bloody version of like the child from a razor head like some like some kind of like mewling like Mm -hmm. like soft gross looking thing with like a little slit mouth
1: i was trying to think of what's that thing that you know like in, in mythology it's a cryptid it's um uh the ugliest creature in all the world and it's so ugly it like just runs and hides all the time I don't know what that one is. Yeah, I'll look it up during our break. But it's like this famous, like little, like like amusing little cryptid. It's probably even in like the D and D monster manual. Do
0: you remember the thing from, uh, as we know from The Witcher? Mm -hmm. uh, Basically, it was. It's like it's something like a ghost or essentially a ghoul, but essentially it's it's like a living abortion. Yeah. What? Do you remember that thing? What was called? Astriga. No, Astriga, that was the one in uh in the, the original The Witcher short story that was also in the T V show. That Astriga was like what the princess was in that one story. Mm-hmm. Remember that?
1: yeah that's right yeah that's right oh uh, gosh i can't find the name but it's just, it's this funny little cryptid but
0: it's funny like, little guy it's like this hideous <laughs> little anyway okay. so um
1: Stewart <laughs> finds this, this hideous little thing he describes as um oh i forgot what it was one yeah. second oh
0: here it is uh, about the size of a cat naked looking with leathery har- hairless skin and thin spiky limbs that seem too frail to support the bulbous ill-proportioned body
1: love that yes and in a bit of Uncontrollable impulse mm-hmm. and revulsion. Um, Stuart crushes it. He st- he stomps it to death. Yeah, and he like, and then he's immediately filled with like shame, um, and like guilt. He mm-hmm. continues on his day and he ruminates on how his marriage if his wife seems to be changing in ways he can't understand or control. Mm-hmm. And then he finally comes home and his wife comes back with one of these things like with her. And she's like, isn't it the cutest thing you've ever seen? Mm-hmm. I love it so much. And at this point, Stuart begins to unravel a little bit and he begins this kind of internal war against jenny's wife and his and jenny's growing affection to the disgusting little beast yes um stewart attempts to cope with this until it escalates further and further more people start getting them More women more women yes. start getting them specifically women yeah. <laughs> and eventually stewart is just kind of like forced out of his home because the wife chooses the little being over him mm-hmm. the story finally ends with Stuart. You know, just trying to cope. He walks by his home just to see what's going on. Mm -hmm. And there, the little creature is clawing at the window in like a kind of like pet like wanting to leave.
0: Yeah, wanting to like get out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And Jenny takes it back in. And Stuart's left outside in the cold. The end. The end. The end. Happy
0: ending. (laughs) Yeah. It it seems like the TV show, from what I kind of understand, maybe it's not maybe this is an unfair kind of thing about it. It seems like the kind of like it, it definitely focused on like the horror themes of the hmm. story as opposed to like, like the obvious like speculative fiction kind of thing. Yeah. Of it. So yeah. Uh, Gabriel. Yes,
1: Daniel. Um. So replacements, not the band. Not the band. By Lisa Tuttle. Not the Keanu Reeves movie. How'd you like it? I loved it. Yeah. Um. It reminded me a lot of like, like classic Neil Gaiman storytelling. Mm-hmm. There's something like modern and like, unassailable about it mm-hmm. that it's like it's both upsetting and also open-ended and you get this distinct feeling like it it, it kind of it's, it's a bit of a bummer that the tv show wasn't very good like you could i yeah. could see this whole story playing out in many different tones and flavors it could be like a gremlin thing or it could be a truly horrific oh i forgot the most important thing of the story oh yeah um Stuart, uh, the, the straw that breaks the camel's back is Stuart walks in one day and discovers that the little creature oh, yeah. is <laughs> feeding on Jenny's blood.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was
1: the most important. I completely forgot about that. No,
0: that yeah, I completely forgot that, too. It's, yeah, it there's feels... There's a
1: vampiric quality to the thing. Yeah. it eats her blood uh, yeah no
0: it's, it's I, I was thinking about that too like it could be vampiric but like yeah I, I would say like for me it felt like the bigger thing was just that that like this creature feeds off it's not just the creature feeds off her but that she is feeding, feeding herself it, yeah. to her
1: out, it, out of her own volition out yes. of a desire and, to give to it
0: and she's like it's hungry it needed something I'm giving it my blood you know yes. so that's that's pretty fucking yeah.
1: cool <laughs> yep. whoops forgot about that part that was a really big thing to forget It is. Yeah. yeah. but like I I don't know I I love the qual- every bit of the quality of it. I think it was amazing. Okay. Daniel, what about you? How did you feel about reading this Lisa Tuttle story for the first time? No, I I liked it quite a bit, and this
0: this gave me a huge um like impulse to kind of look into like these anthologies and whatnot. Yeah, because again, like every time like I read a story from them, it's by an author I've never really heard of, mm-hmm. and I've I've really enjoyed it. Um, I've never read the Lisa. This is the first Lisa Tuttle story I've I've read. I haven't Same. read any of the I've have like her in like a bunch of collections that I have. Um but now I, I but I kind of wish I could read her story in Oh, what was it? Well, it was rogues. That's right. Um, which I actually don't have. Fuck. You know, it's probably Iliad. Let's go to Iliad. Hey, let's go to Iliad. I'm fine with that. I'm I gonna get Winhaven really badly right now. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I
1: want to like like final copies of verse she has here.
0: Um, I I'll, I also want to look for those because again, those those collections are really good. But no, every time like I pick up one of them, like I discover like an author, and I'm just like, oh, this is fucking awesome. Uh, uh Diane uh Galbadon. Uh, a lot of her stories appear in appear in these anthologies as cool. well. The, these like uh these Martin and. Uh, Duzah, do- I think his name is Doza It's like D-O-Z-O-I-U-S or something like
1: that If there's not a Star Wars character named that I don't know what to do with my life anymore
0: And Is that the name of that stupid That little fucking tiny little drunk
1: guy? That's Babu Freak He's Babu the Freak. best part of that movie Sorry. The only part of that movie that brought me joy Jeez.
0: <laughs> Dan and Carrie uh, Russell Carrie Ru- yeah, I was going to say, Kerry Russell's pretty fun. Yeah. It was horrifying to see goddamn Kerry Fisher brought back to life yeah, through the, the magic, quote-unquote magic of CGI they and body They did better doubles. in
1: Rogue One, which is weird. Well, yeah, well, Rogue One...
0: Well it was less jarring because it wasn't someone who just died.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's also that. And
0: it's not clearly like uh like footage that they had shot that like they just kind of wrote scenes around. Yeah. Which is horrifying. Yeah. It was terrible. It didn't work. Anyway, no. enough Anyway. About, enough. About that um thing.
1: so sorry, um finish your point, because there's something about this that I want to discuss with you.
0: The yeah, theory. one last thing. Doza. Yeah. Dozah, uh by the way, is dead.
1: I'm Babu Doza
0: Freak. And he's dead, unfortunately. He died. Hello? He died two years ago. Um which All right, is, rest in power, homie. rest in power, dude. But uh, no, it's just like every time I read this, like there's another author,, uh, this woman whose name I don't remember. it's it's Holland C- Cecilia Holland or something like that, but it's not Cecilia tell you. It's something slightly off from that, who apparently writes these like massive, thick, like, like heady, but like well-researched, Nina like heady? historical epics about like Vikings and such. Cool. So like, and I'm just like, like, that's fucking really cool. I mean, Tight. that's, that's awesome. But like, it, it always makes this story as much as I enjoy it. And I don't really have much to specifically say about this particular story in general, besides the fact that it's like, yeah, I liked it. Mm hmm you know so like you no, know, it just it made me really get into the idea about like this is what anthologies are for to kind of like introduce you to uh authors that you might not necessarily heard of because i don't think lisa uh or lisa my first name term was with her mm-hmm. um the publisher ha- ha- has like a huge monumental success or anything
1: i suppose not i mean like like You know, there are plenty of authors whose name you just know on site with a vague idea of what they do. Yeah. I just knew the name Lisa Tuttle. If if you told me she wrote, like, Nora Roberts books, I'd believe you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like she's been consistent she has a she's had a healthy career yeah she's a, won all the awards but she's not had a she's not had a, a song of ice and fire like yeah. she hasn't had a runaway success yeah. she hasn't
1: had a blonde or we were the Mulvaney's yeah
0: exactly okay bro well, you have one you have something you want to say about uh, fuck Bob
1: so I w- <laughs> what I really liked most about re- reading this story and also about like what I discovered about reading Joyce Carol Oates stories is that I, I think we've discussed this before in the past Daniel mm-hmm. I've primarily read male authors my whole life yeah and it's one of those fun and really cool things you discover about a different author's point of view. I mean, like going even further, mm-hmm. we've mostly read white male authors. That's why, one year, like our second year doing this show, it's almost our third year. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, I know, right? It's, it's gonna be three year. years. Holy
0: fuck. No, it's gonna be three years very yeah, soon. Yeah.
1: That um, we focused a lot on trying to do more, uh, more women mm-hmm. and more people of color. Yeah. And I find that, like, the subtext of these stories is. And it opens your mind to something completely, absolutely different. Yeah. Like, this, um, what was the name of the story with, um, that we did for the show of Joyce Carol Oates and the child who changes after his moment of death?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Wasn't it the yeah. replacements?
1: I don't know. No. Oh, but God no, I, I really dug that one. Yeah. Oh, shit. No, there's a, there's I not remember.
0: She has a lot of stories.
1: Yeah. There's a quality <laughs> of these stories that I find the most eye-opening quality that, to me isn't necessarily just like the text. Mm-hmm. It's, You're exposed to new fears. Yes. What I find really cool about this is that she's writing from the male point of view, having been a woman who just gave birth to a child. Like I can't, like you and I will never know what it means to have a body, like a body growing inside you, what Mm -hmm. the alien quality is. However, you and I can understand what it must be like to be jealous of having your 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 wife, your spouse, have another life it prefers. And yeah. for me, like, like it, this was a, it, it was like seeing a foreign film for the first time where like, oh, there's a whole other way of looking at life that I know nothing about. And I'm a little bit more scared of the world now <laughs> in, a, in the best possible way. What's the name of that old story?
0: No, I, I, okay. I need to find this. I found the, I found the book, but the titles title, the, all the titles aren't listed. I, I'm going to look it up and I'm going to bring it after we come break. I just want to say okay. one more thing. Yeah, please do. No, totally in agreement. And like one of the really nice, one of the really awesomely smart things about Tuttle that I kind of feel like, like certain authors who want to tackle this kind of like very specific
1: perspective.
0: Thank you. That's right. Makes sense. Um, uh, Like a very specific kind of um, perspective that, that like, um, like an audience might not explicitly share is that like mm-hmm. the, the main guy isn't a, Bad person. He's necessarily. not. It's very understandable. He's he's flawed, and like the kind of conflict of like these these bizarre. It's almost like magical realism, where there's just yeah. like this inexplicable thing that happens, and it's just like the story you get out of it.
1: And she she compares it incredibly well to the notion of the vertigo you feel of You're not afraid of falling. You're afraid you're gonna throw yourself off. Yeah, so you- when he see, like he, like realistically, he's like, I'm not gonna hurt another one of these things because it's gonna because it will oh. affect my wife. But I, 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 I'm I, I, afraid of my urge to crush it again.
0: Yeah, I, I love how he, he, there's this point where he promises her, he goes, I won't hurt this any more than I'll hurt you. Yeah. So, which is Isn't a chilling fucking line.
1: It's, Isn't that great? It's
0: like the kind of like the kind of darkness inside of him is drawn out yeah. by this conflict and everything. Mm-hmm. And like, like he doesn't necessarily start out as a bad person, but all of his flaws kind of come to the yeah. forefront. And it's and it's something that like you might not recognize even in yourself sure. or others necessarily. But like it's, you know, it's really fucking it's, cool. It's. It's
1: not, it's not even an overtly scary line. Yeah. It's just a factual analysis of human truth. And yeah. it's like, oh, that's what we all think.
0: It's it's the human drama.
1: It's a human drama. And <laughs> because of that feeling that the story elicits, like top to bottom, you, you think the story could escalate into like violence or terror. Yeah. Instead, it just... It, it it results just, in existential dread. It and in cosmic div- yeah.
0: horror. It results in divorce.
1: Divorce, which is the scariest thing. <laughs> the there ultimate is.
0: terror. Just kidding. Yeah, it's not. You, nothing you feel
1: alone and scared, like and like you've been affected. Yeah, and it's really great writing. I, and I still don't read nec-
0: more women. I still don't necessarily know what it's like at the end when the monsters, like when the little monster thing is like kind of like trying to get out, and he's mm-hmm. looking to get in, and just like it's like man, fuck shit.
1: Yeah, this, it's some edible shit going on there right. about you know the childhood mm-hmm. fathers. Mothers. Yeah, no. They're all
0: monsters. That's it. Yep. Uh let's go on break. We're going we're probably going a bit long, I have no idea. Um but when we come yeah. back we have a little game to play. We do. <laughs> and then when we come back after that, we'll do final thoughts, but in the meantime, Gabriel throw us a break. okie
1: dokey.
0: Welcome back. Hello everyone. Dear listener readers. I'm still Gabe. I'm still Daniel too. Slow, slow readers, readers. <laughs> kind of threw me off. there. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say to slow readers, and you said I'm Gabriel. I was like, oh, I'm Daniel yep. too.
1: Yeah. Slow readers. Yeah. What up, bro? Nothing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of took the wind out of myself yeah. a little bit. All right, Gabriel. All right, Daniel. Yes, I'm we sorry. We
1: have a game. As always, we have a game. Sound effects. Oh,
0: yeah. I yeah. get my sound
1: effect board going.
0: Gabriel, what is this game that you have set up for us?
1: Daniel, every time it's my turn to pick a game, I don't know about you, I have that distinct dread of I can't think of anything. Mm-hmm. And then I come up with an idea, and I'm like, that's okay, but I think we're going to have some fun anyway. Fuck yeah. So, Daniel, this game is another one of those things I like to do. It's not wordplay, so don't worry. It's masturbating. It's masturbating. It's, so oh, what's it called? It is another one of games where you got to decide whose quote is whose, mm. and as you had to have known when you picked this story, we're going to talk a little bit, but only a little bit, about The Replacements.
0: Actually, 100%, I did not think about the band Replacements until you mentioned that.
1: Oh, well, <laughs> so enough. So I had no... You, sh-
0: you should have known. I keep forgetting Replacements is the name of an actual band.
1: Yes. <laughs> they are one of my absolute favorite bands, and as I told you earlier, Paul Westerberg is kind of a piece of shit, but he's not like... Like Ryan Adams is a piece of shit, but he's a—he's not a great guy.
0: A, a piece of the piece of shit you thought Ryan Adams was before this whole thing. Exactly okay. correct.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a lousy dude who you'd never want to meet, but he's at least not a molester. Yay. Daniel, I'm calling this game dose of Tuttle. Dose, is this all about John Dos Passos quotes? Exactly. Nothing to do with anything. No, uh, there's a song called Dose of Thunder off one of my favorite albums. I believe it's Tim's album. Either that or uh, Pleased to Meet Me. Anyway, pleased to meet you. Based on this collection, Daniel, I'm going to give you some quotes. Mm -hmm. And you're going to tell me is it a quote from Lisa Tuttle, Mm -hmm. award winning science fiction and fantasy author and feminist? Or is it a quote by Joyce Carol Oates, award-winning science fiction fantasy horror writer? Mm-hmm. Or is it a quote from Paul Westerberg, lead singer of The Replacements? And huge feminist. And huge feminist. <laughs>
0: Which I'm sure is a joke if you probably knew him.
1: Yeah, yeah. God. I mean, I'm sure I, he's not, like, mean.
0: I'm making a shot in the dark there. Yeah, um, so, be. okay, so is any other, it's either Tuttle,
1: Oates, or
0: Replace.
1: Or Paul Westerberg. West. Paul West. Yeah. Tut tut,
0: Tut, Oats West. Tut Oats West.
1: There you go. Tut Oats West. Tut Oats West. Tut Oats West. They're so delicious. Alright. And Martha Stewart ad for Postmates. Oh, fuck yeah. Here we go, Daniel. Cue the music.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My my reaction was like, like, I got nothing. Uh, No, (laughs) I forgot. Post-production. Here we go.
1: (laughs) I read The Bell Jar, and then I read her memoir and her diaries. And the third book, an outside opinion. Just the way she made the pillows so neat on the oven door. It just seems to be the opposite of, if you're gonna take your life, in a horrible rage, it happens. Tut Oates West. I was gonna say that's Oates, but I know that Oates
0: explicitly despises the way that uh, Plath romanticizes suicide. Hmm. So that's kind of tricky. Um, I I mean that'd be crazy if it was that if it was the West guy. Okay. Um <laughs> uh because yeah oh fuck um how about this i'm gonna take a shot in the dark because i don't fucking care if i'm wrong or not i'm gonna go for tut
1: no tut Nah. daniel that was paul westerberg okay yeah hey i mean like i don't know how many like shitty non-feminists read this or the bell jar and her memoir and her diaries and a <laughs> third book but who knows maybe paul westerberg is actually a strong feminist I wouldn't
0: know. Or he's just super into suicide. Or he's just wicked into suicide. I, I, I think he's. Pro- I think that's probably. That's probably the case. actually the one. He's like, dude. You know, it's cool. Suicide, Suicide killing yourself. By the way, I'm a punk rocker. In case you can I'm tell. I'm a rock and
1: roll star. All right. Yeah. Um, seek help, everyone. Anyway, next one. I am perhaps too intellectual, too modern for my own comfort. How lovely it would be to sink into the warm comfort of established religion. Tut Oats. west.
0: Also, I have no idea what what Huddle is like, and, um, and I know a bunch about. Well, the only thing oh I read
1: a lot of um n words in that.
0: So. Okay, so clearly that was West. No um, kidding. No, I'm, kidding. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I'm gonna. T- I guess. Uh, I'm sorry. So actually, read it again one more time.
1: Sure. I am perhaps too intellectual, too modern for my own comfort. How lovely it would be to sink into the warm comfort of established religion. You know, I,
0: I could almost imagine that being something that Oates says. I I know nothing about what what Tuttle's like in real life and I know nothing about West face. You West's did all face. the
1: research on her.
0: Yeah, I don't know what she's like personally like. That's all like right. details and like awards she won and shit. <laughs> um I, I I'm going to take a shot in the dark and say that's Oats.
1: Is it Oats? <laughs> Yeah. That
0: is Tut. Okay. It's old Lisa Tuttle.
1: I can imagine Oats just being like,
0: you know what, fuck it. It'd be kind of cool just be religious. Yeah, it'd be easy. <laughs> all right.
1: Wouldn't, wouldn't life be so much easier, Daniel, if we just were like, ain't my problem. Thanks, God.
0: Yeah, that's
1: what faith is all about. That's exactly. It's shocking <laughs> all your responsibility. Take that, faith. Take that organized faith. Next one, Daniel. <laughs> yes. I'm quite a rational person, but I'm drawn to the irrational. I love coincidences, and I like to question that in fiction. Is this random? Or is there something working underneath? Tut Oats West.
0: I mean, I'm assuming that's either Oats or Tut, just because of the the fiction thing.
1: Well, Paul Westberg uh, also wrote a series of fantasy novels.
0: Did he? No. Okay, I was gonna say that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'd I mean, be fucking like, thrilled. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. Did um,
1: he? Hey, I mean, Gerard Way <laughs> wrote in what's it called, Umbrella Academy.
0: He he wrote the he actually continued the uh, the Dolphin Diaries after. <laughs> <Double>. <laughs> And basically, show Bill,
1: Bill de Blasio, whatever his name was.
0: <laughs> Bill de uh, yeah, ben, Bayer, ben M. Baglio. Yeah, Ben M. Baglio. <laughs> ben M. Baggins. <laughs> yeah, Ben M. Baglio, <laughs>
1: author of The Dolphin Diaries. Whoops. Oh
0: I fucked up my thing.
1: Uh, I have no idea how I'm going to guess. Uh, Tuttle. Daniel guesses Tuttle. Oh, hey. Well, no, Daniel gets oh. one for you. Right. How so, many are there, by the way? There are seven.
0: Seven? Okay, so I got one out of three so far.
1: Yeah, hey, you can still win this. I can, I can still win this. It's still pretty shameful. But Gabriel, yeah, let's do it. Continue. He was ugly himself, weird ugly. But ugliness in a man doesn't matter much. But what, ugliness what, what in a man, I'm sorry. Ugliness in a man doesn't matter much. Okay. Ugliness in a woman is her life. Tut, oots, west.
0: <laughs> I like how, if you think about it, that's either like a very piggish thing to say or a very feminist thing.
1: Yeah, correct. Um,
0: <laughs> that's where the, That's what the challenge is. That's man. why
1: I picked it.
0: Ah, fuck. Um. God, I could be any of them. I don't know. Uh, I'm assuming it's either West or, or Oats. Um I'm going to guess how I'm going to guess that's that's West Mabob.
1: Okay, you're going to uh, guess uh, yeah. it's West. Yeah. That is Oats. Okay. All right.
0: Does it does it say what it's from?
1: Um Faithless? Okay. I think that's what it was. What no faith.
0: That, that's uh, wait, Faithless. I think so. It's either a short story I'm not thinking, or it's the name of uh, no. That, no, that's I got them all from Goodreads. Faith so of a the, Faith of out. a Writer. I, th- yeah. I actually know what that is. Hold on.
1: Right. Okay. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. All right, Daniel. You can still you can still tie. Wait, can you tie? What? Ah,
0: it's a short story collection. Okay. Okay.
1: Anyway, next one. I used to think I'm gonna write. I knew that from quite early on, but I also thought maybe I'll be an explorer or a spy it all came from books. Tut, Oats, or West? I'm going to guess that's either... Like, I don't think that's Oats because that
0: sounds too adventurous for Oats. Oats mm-hmm. was very bookish. Mm-hmm. Um, So I'm guessing it's either Tuttle, Tuts, or West. Mm-hmm. Which one? I'm going to guess West. Yes, it's West? Although,
1: I mean... Oh. Yeah, go ahead. West?
0: West. That
1: was Tut. All right, I knew it. Tut yeah. wanted to be an explorer or a spy, which I guess kind of makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, she's a uh, she's clearly an adventurous type, you know. Mm-hmm. She's fun. she
1: wrote that Windbreaker book or whatever.
0: Oats was way too. Oh, like yeah. I like how the thing is that like Oats is like a book was a bookish girl, and like she never kind of grew out of that. Like mm-hmm. she's always been a bookish girl. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so go ahead.
1: Okay, last two. See, people come into your life for a reason. They might not know it themselves. Why? You might not know it, but there is a reason. There has to be. Tut, Oats, or West? Oh,
0: All right, so were you going to actually win five or fast?
1: See, people come into your life for a reason. They might not know it themselves. Why? You might not know it. But there's a reason. There has to be. King Tut, Quaker Oats, or Wicked Witch of the West? I think Wicked Witch of the West. Wicked Witch of the West? Yeah, it's a shot in the dark. That was Oats. Okay. All right, then <laughs> It's okay. At least you're making educated guesses. <laughs> They're not not educated. They're
0: (laughs) they're wild shots in the dark. I mean.
1: And here's your final one. Okay. It's worth six points. (laughs) The best I can say is that it's better for me to write about despair and darkness than to be incapable of getting off of the sofa. It's better to write about suicide than to contemplate it too heavily. All right. Well, that's Wes. I I thought you were going to say that uh, (laughs) that was the...
0: uh, i sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) Uh, I thought it'd be great if like the final one was like I always like the name Carol
1: <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it I could just pull a random like lyric out of the replacements which are often nonsense
0: okay well uh, Daniel dude loves his fucking suicide that dude lo-
1: yeah hey you, you, you figure that one out uh, that he's, he's apparently a lot still about killing himself
0: well um yeah well you know He's a rock star. Again, Oates, yeah, he's a rock star. So something was like, even though he's as old, he's slightly, he's months younger than my parents. Hmm. Um, I'm sure he's still like, yeah, man, I'm still looking to burn a blowout, then fade away.
1: Yeah, it's a little late for that, Paul. you
0: just like, thanks, Paul. Yeah, you're, you're a real cool dude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah. you win, yay! Daniel.
1: Yay. Uh, no, no I didn't. you did not win. I got one. You got Two. <laughs> I
0: did. No, I got two. Yeah, you're right.
1: You got two. Yeah, I got two. <laughs> Solid. Well done, Daniel. Yay. You know voices. No, not really at all. No, but apparently all right. not. That's fine.
0: But all right, cool. Uh, no, that's that's a uh, good job, Gabriel, putting Thank together that you. game. Paul West West Westlake Westerberg (laughs) Westerberg Mm -hmm. sounds like such an interesting person. He He is okay. (laughs) He's I mean, interest
1: interesting is not positive. Uh (laughs) Daniel, do you know that the replacements? um, They were told to make a music video for one of their most amazing songs called "Bastards of Young." Mm -hmm. MTV is like, make us a music video. The music video is a static shot of a speaker and a record player. A man walks in. He turns it on. He sits down. The song plays out. Static shot of a record player. It ends with him kicking the shit out of the speaker and walking away. End of music video.
0: All right, that sounds like some '80s punk rock shit. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> they were, they were, they were genuine. Like, like fuck this punk rockers. All right, but good. they had really great melodies. Good
0: for him. Minneapolis, Minneapolis. <laughs> Gabriel, yep. Good job. But that's it. Let's go on break. When we All come right. back, we have some final thoughts, hazy memories, and talking about what we're gonna do next. Gabriel. That's a break. Done. Hi, listener readers. Hello to uh, slow readers, to rose leaders, rose leaders, America's fast-paced Super Bowl weekend. Super
1: Bowl, Rose Bowl analysis. That's
0: tonight, isn't
1: it? It is tonight, Daniel. We're recording this on Sunday, like we usually do. Hey, Um, uh, we don't have cable. We are not friends if anyone has cable, and um, and also couldn't give a shit if it's. Like I like at my parents' house, they watch it out of custom. And my brother always my brother loves this shit, so he always brings a box of wings. So for me, I'm uh, none of the teams I like are in it. Um and I don't have money for wings. So Who, Who's who's in it? Um the Chiefs and the 49ers. All right. I wouldn't mind getting wings. Hey you man, we get wings? I'll owe you. I'm getting hungry.
0: Uh okay, bro. I love wings. <laughs> dude. we can, we'll talk about food in a moment. Yeah, Let's get this shit. Let's Williams. get this fucking bullshit out of the way. Anyway, Gabriel. Yeah. So this is a show called So readers sure um, is. And so we're talking about Paul Westerberg. Yeah. Let me close my computer, mm-hmm. so I'm not distracted like that. Uh, Gabriel. So uh, the replacements. Not yeah. The replacements. Is it the replacements? Is replacements. Just replacements. By Lisa Tuttle, famous Lisa American-born, now British uh, national. Uh, expat uh, science, science fiction. Whoops. Science fiction writer. Lark Voorhees. Um. Award winner. Gabriel, Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts about Lisa Tuttle's replacements?
1: Um, this story, well, I guess I'll I'll get to that point at Hazy Memories. Um, I really, really liked the story. Mm-hmm. It was tight and affecting and I don't know, it, it said something so much more than some of its parts. Mm-hmm. It made you lonely and it made you worried. And but it it, it never pushed you towards any of those conclusions. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I just thought it was a really great short story. Yeah. What about you, Dubs?
0: Uh, liked it quite a bit, and again, um, I'm interested in what uh, what to get into with Lisa Tutts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I King mean, Tut? I think uh, some. I think like some of like her most popular stuff is like is like short fiction, and whatnot. But I'm definitely interested in getting like Windhaven and whatnot. Yeah, and she, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm curious what the fuck that is. I just watched a video, like some YouTuber kind of like reviewing it whatnot, because uh, I was trying to find like interesting Lisa Tuttle, uh, uh like speeches and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Couldn't really find many that had, that didn't have like a very few amount of hits. So I ended up watching that and I was like, Oh, that sounds great. Cool. And she really liked it too. All right. And she talked about how uh, she, it's, she does this thing in the beginning called, hey, here's the tea, where she's like, she talks about whatever tea she's drinking while talking.
1: Oh, I thought you were like using modern slang.
0: No, no. Well, it's the it's a double, it's a double entendre.
1: Oh. Um, and,
0: oh. <laughs> and she talks about the tea she's drinking. And at this point, it was a ch- uh, chai tea, which she does not usually like, but she really liked that chai tea.
1: Cool. I like chai tea. Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. So there's
0: a little thing brought to us by our old friends from the Whip Round Podcast yes, who indeed. just recently got over a terrible sickness. Yep. And uh, it's a little thing called, hey, Hazy
1: memories. Hazy memories. Brought to you by Shawnee B. Horny. Check out the Whip Around podcast for all your weird news and needs. Every Wednesdays, they are good friends of ours.
0: Smash your phone at the words. Message Shawnee B. Horny and be like I'm horny for Shawnee. That's right. That's like, Gabriel. What is your hazy memory that you'll remember years from now when you think back to the replacements?
1: I'm just gonna think about like, like that little scene where he really has to pee. But he can't go in the bathroom because he's Mm -hmm. scared of it'll do that little beast. He just pisses outside on the Forsythias that Jenny planted, planted, that she let die. Like, there's so many little details in this story that, like. It's, it, it starts out like thinking about like Stewart's playing like, oh, maybe I should have like gone a ride in with Jenny because she offered, but I'm kind of annoyed at her right now. Maybe her career is going where I wanted to go. It's an incredibly human story that's pushed forward by an antagonist who isn't even really the antagonist. It's like this catalytic little thing that symbolizes everything that can and would go wrong mm-hmm. because people can't communicate or compromise. I remember, like alternately, like like any good author will do. I alternately felt annoyed at both character for being inflexible, mm-hmm. but then like ultimately, like oh, everyone just loses out in this, mm-hmm. and it's done incredibly well. This is like, like you accused me in the past of not liking things of dark endings, Heck yeah, but one hundred percent wrong. Um, uh, I think like, and this is exactly the right kind of like like downer ending. I feel like it says something so. <laughs> deep and wide about the human condition versus something trite like mm-hmm. um what's that movie i really hated that i'm um, uh the one about uh um, um, it comes at night
0: it comes at night yeah, yeah. i was thinking like it follows at night what the fuck was it yeah. called
1: yeah yeah i thought that movie was trite uh-huh. but this is like like it reminds me more of like well the ending of like gone girl where like what have they done to one another yeah yeah Daniel, what's your hazy memory? My
0: hazy memory? That's actually a very good question. What will I remember from this? Um, yeah. I mean, like, there's, like, explicit moments and whatnot. They always remember, like, you know, the little moments of violence and whatnot. Um, for me, it's specifically, it's just, like, I don't know, the horrible, like, every time I think about, like, the little creatures in this, I, I'm reminded of, like, a bunch of other creatures creature especially in film mm-hmm. that kind of look like this some kind of like gross sickly looking fetus creature uh-huh like yeah no it's just like the descriptions of that how it looks like what like a bat without wings uh-huh uh, occasionally at some points um
1: yeah i i can't find that monster
0: oh you're still looking for that monster huh
1: yeah <laughs> uh, it, like, it looks kind of like a naked mole rat but it's like a fictional version of it
0: okay i mean it's not like, it. like 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 Cabro or anything no like that. okay um, but no, out, 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 yeah, I don't know, something like that. That and like that final image of like a creature trying to get out because I'm still trying to like it's still kind mm-hmm. of in the back of my head. I'm thinking like, huh, what do I feel about that? It's gonna hit me later on. Don't worry. Uh, that's a Gabriel. Let's throw this goddamn short story aside. Although yeah, we uh, will maybe return to American Gothic Tales. The squonk. The in- what?
1: It's the squonk.
0: Okay, tell me about it.
1: <laughs> I think it is anyway. Yeah, here we go. Let me let me double check. It I think that that's sounds it. like
0: clearly like the person who made it up like, couldn't come up with anything better, huh?
1: Here, hold on, hold on. Per- I found I found the Wikipedia page for it. Okay, come on, it's, it's loading. We don't have great Wi-Fi in the studio here we go mm. the squonk is a mythical creature reputed to live in the hemlock forest of northern Pennsylvania yeah, hey in folklore um, the legend holds that the creature's skin is ill-fitting being covered of warts and other blemishes and that because it is ashamed of its appearance it hides from plain sight and spends much of its time weeping let me <laughs> see if I can find a picture of it for you because I love this thing like people draw and they look and they're like this ugly little weeping monster here it is <laughs> That's horrible. this is exactly what I pictured
0: okay ugh <laughs> So it's literally crying? Yeah, because it's so ugly. It's so ugly and it hides from things that it just... Yeah, it's... here's a
1: better detail one. Daniel, <laughs> please post this on the Instagram.
0: All right. Send it to me, the squonk. Yes. Um, That's it, Gabriel. So this book aside, We'll return to this later on. I very really much like this this collection. If you ever yes. wanted to read like a... What's the name? Like Legati or something like that? Leguin? Legati? I don't know that one. Thomas Legati. You know who that is? Nope. He's like... um. He's always kind of like lumped in together with like Lovecraft and Borges and everything. Sure. Like, like it was kind of like, like weird short fiction writers who wrote about like the inexplicable. Okay. Um, but, uh, no, I was going to say like, I got a text from Gabe. Um, it's a squonk. It's a squonk. Uh, and uh, but anyway, no, but there's lots of stories in there. But Gabriel, uh-huh. next week we're continuing one of your, uh, uh, sub series. My sub series. Daniel, take my hand. Daniel, take my hand. We are reading the third book. That's not that. Dennis, there it right is. There. It's right there. Yeah, give me that. Thank you. I can't
1: reach. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the third book in the Kenzie Gennaro, uh, uh detective series
1: by Dennis the Hatred Lahane.
0: Dennis the Hatred Lahane, uh, author of The Wire and uh, The Outsider River. and The Mystic River. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the name of the TV show. Sure. Um, but uh, uh, called Sacred.
1: Yep. It's basically a riff on Out of the Past. Sacred. Sacred. Ah! <laughs> Is that the Dark Dayman?
0: Sacred. we ah. Well, turn into that because I can't sing. Sure. Uh but that said, yeah. So we're gonna do that next week. Um, it's gonna be tons of fun. Menace charges the atmosphere of this charges. crackling
1: thriller. Yeah. It's, like th- summer. yeah, it's it's a fun comparison. This one is like one of the most like genre y of all the Kinsey Jenner books. More than the first one? Yeah. Wow. Immediately, <laughs> immediately followed by their most realistic one, Gone be Gone. Okay. No, I love
0: I love how much. Okay, not to. We'll talk about this next time, of course. But I love how the uh like like the like Lahane because he wrote these like like some years apart, some yeah. more years apart. But like the jump between being super pulpy, then like less pulpy and really grim and dark yeah. to like more pulpy to like literary. Yeah. Yeah. No. They, they hopscotch. They hopscotch. So whatever Lahane feels like. Mm-hmm. That said. That being said. That's next week,
1: Gabriel. Where can people find you? Plug. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't done it already, please check out Self-Evident Asian America's Stories. It is a cultural heritage documentary podcast. I produced episode three, the talk you're we supposed to have. It is about me and my life and all the trials and tribulations of being Filipino in Pennsylvania. Um, shit. Uh, yeah, check that out. Um, besides that, um, follow me on Instagram at read.richards. Read like reading a book. It's mostly pictures of books and flowers. And every now and again, it's my face or Daniel's face or food I'm cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, press one button to support our show. I'm asking for you to press one button, press subscribe, press follow, press stars. And if you can be bothered, write a review. We need your help. Daniel. I
0: started giggling because I wanted to say after it, when you were like, push one button. I'm like, that button is the fuck you
1: button. Yep. Yeah. Daniel, I'm glad you didn't <laughs> interrupt the call to action. This yeah, I know time. because
0: like, for example, that, would have been funny. Uh,
1: <laughs> but, uh, uh-huh. but
0: that said, no, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram on Twitter at top Gun radio on Twitter at slow readers. Slow Yo. readers, the Instagrams were most, pop, uh, uh, most popular, Popular popular, what the fuck was I saying? I'm not popular. I'm active there. Proliferate. Uh, that said, you can buy my fiction on anywhere. We get actually your eBooks at all, but specifically the paperbacks are available only on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. They cook in the kingdom and. The shadow from the deep. Yeah, bah, bah, bah. Bah, 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 bah. So that said, um, that is the end of the show. Cool. See I... you
1: guys next week for Daniel, take my hand, sacred, sacred. Bye. Bye, sacred. This
0: has been a Top count Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabriel Mara. For more shows and information, go to TopgaltRadio.com.